This is the Saturday to Sunday Football Podcast. This is where it all counts. This is why we're here. This is why each one of us is here. And now, here's your host. Welcome back to another edition of the Saturday to Sunday Football Podcast. I am Paul Pertichese, and thank you for joining me as always. As I mentioned on the last podcast, this is the downtime of the NFL calendar. Teams have finished off their mini camps, their OTAs, their rookie mini camps, and all that. Not until late July will training camps open, and then we will really kick into high gear preseason games, and then the NFL regular season right around the corner. So last episode, I did a dynasty rookie stock report, kind of taking the inventory on all the rookies since NFL draft weekend. What's been going on? Who's stock up, stock down, stock neutral in terms of the rookie class? Maybe you have late dynasty rookie drafts, trade talk, all that stuff. This time in the calendar, I turn to a little bit more big picture. We don't hear at Saturday to Sunday talk a lot about the rest of the NFL players in the league besides rookies and guys, you know, throughout their first year and then maybe going into their second year. And then we kind of pass them off to all the other great podcasts that are out there that talk about the NFL year round. But this time of the year, it's a little bit of a way for us to show our diversity, our versatility, and just to share our thoughts. People who are regular listeners to the Saturday Sunday podcast might be intrigued to hear our takes on guys who have been in the NFL for a while, you know, in terms of our thoughts on them as players, our thoughts in terms of dynasty fantasy value. So that's what I'm doing over the next couple of weeks. There will be short 20 to 25 minute podcasts where I'm going to go division by division. So it'll be eight of these podcasts where I do a quick dynasty stock report by division each to each podcast. will talk about four teams in each of the divisions. And then just kind of give my take on these guys. Would I be buying them, selling them, stock up, stock down, stock neutral, you know, from where they ended last season to maybe if I'd be buying them in the off season right now. So they're kind of in the down part of the calendar that they're, easy listens, like I said, 20 to 25 minutes, you know, maybe you listen to them all, maybe you listen to ones that intrigue you the most, your favorite teams, guys that have, you know, players on your dynasty teams that you're intrigued to hear my take. So they'll come out consecutively pretty much three or four a week. So this will kind of stretch, you know, two to two and a half weeks in terms of real time. And there'll be eight podcasts in this format. So, you know, besides that, I'm not going to have this opening each one. So this first one, you know, that was a little bit of an opening to kind of set the stage for what the rest of this podcast and what the next seven podcasts here at Saturday to Sunday are going to be all about. So let's get this going. I'm going to kick it off with the NFC East and we're just going to go alphabetical order. So we're going to start with the Dallas Cowboys. When it looks at the Dallas Cowboys at the quarterback position, I would say stock up on Dak Prescott. I think he's falling way too far in best ball leagues. I think people are devaluing Dak Prescott. He's had a lot of years where he's been a productive fantasy quarterback. You know, all the rumors and whispers that they are going to pick up the tempo a little bit. They're going to spread it out. I think they're going to run more plays this year. I think Dak Prescott has a chance to finish, you know, in that QB eight to QB 12, QB 13 range. And I think he's going much later than that. So Dak Prescott would be a guy who I'd say stock up and I'd be looking to buy. No one else really at the quarterback position we're talking about. At the running back position, Ezekiel Elliott, I mean, I would say stock neutral. I mean, his stock really can't go up anymore. He's the first or second pick in just about every redraft league. He's one of the most valuable dynasty assets. So his stock is through the roof right now. I guess the only concern, you know, is 
if Dallas didn't sign him to a long-term contract extension in terms of then where would his land, maybe it wouldn't be as an ideal situation as he has in Dallas right now. But I don't see that. Somebody might be a little bit concerned about his receptions dropping a little bit this year. I think that might be, but I think he's going to score more touchdowns. So any decrease in him catching passes in terms of his reception count, I think he's going to be offset by the number of touchdowns he scores this year. I expect that number on the ground to increase. Other running backs that I think worked talking about real quick Tony Pollard and Mike Weber those are two guys that were rookies this year Mike Weber was a seventh round pick more of a between the tackles guy but it's got some athleticism for his size I liked him pre-draft I thought he was going to be a round four round five guy fell to round seven so we got to see if they have plans for him but Tony Pollard's the guy I want to harp on again I compared him to a Naheem Hines type player I think he's really intriguing versatile guy who can line up in the backfield come at it and catch passes in terms of wheel routes you know screens uh dump offs can line up in the slot elite kick returner a lot of uh analytics out there says you're a good kick returner in college it translates to being a productive nfl player so tony pollard would be a guy who i would say stock up but i'm intrigued to see how he is utilized in preseason games and what the word is during training camps if they're using him as a true backup running back to ezekiel elliott and he's also that versatile offensive chess piece, really stock up for Tony Pollard. At the wide receiver position, Amari Cooper, I'm going to say stock up. I think there's room for him to grow and have more consistency than what we saw last year. Obviously, we know about his time in Oakland, had some elite moments, had some down moments. He went to Dallas. That didn't change that much in terms of the highs and the lows, but I think this year, another, a full year, a full offseason with the Cowboys, I think we're going to see a more consistent Amari Cooper. I think he's going to be a guy who is a rock-solid wide receiver one, somewhere maybe that wide receiver nine to wide receiver 12 range. I think he's going to be more consistent than we've seen in the past. So I'm going to even say a little stock up on Amari Cooper based on where he's going. Maybe you know that's where people are predicting him, but I still think people have some reservations about maybe never becoming a more consistent, you know, week to week guy. And I think we're going to see that consistency a little bit more this year. I'm also going to say stock up on Michael Gallup. I think people are sleeping on him a little bit. If Dallas runs more plays, there might be another opportunity for another wide receiver to be fantasy viable. Maybe not a wide receiver too, but maybe more of a wide receiver type player. So I'm going to stock up on Michael Gallup. As to the receivers, I'm going to say stock down on Randall Cobb. I, I think his fantasy days in terms of being a viable fantasy asset are done. I think, you know, we saw, we saw Cole a very effective player for Dallas, but never really have a lot of fantasy viability. I think I don't even think Randall Cobb's going to see as many looks and touches as Cole Beasley has in the pass. So I'm going to say stock down on him. At the tight end position, Jason Wynn coming out of retirement there, joined with Blake Jarwin and Dalton Schultz. Listen, I, I, I think... For Blake Jarwin and Dalton Schultz, it's stuck down because they were going to maybe get an opportunity to emerge if Jason Winnen didn't have retirements. Both of those guys, if they were on the back end of your dynasty rosters, I think are droppable assets at the moment. And then, you know, Jason Winnen is probably what he is. He's going to be an inconsistent low-end tight end, too, that might have some decent PPR weeks in him. But I don't think we're going to see the consistency, you know, of Jason Winnen like we saw, you know, before his retirement. Uh, and earlier in his career. So that's the Dallas Cowboys for you. Let's take this over to the New York football giants. So obviously at the quarterback position, we have Eli Manning and now being joined by Daniel Jones, who was the sixth pick in the NFL draft this year. Listen, 
if Eli Manning is the starting quarterback all year, I think he is a low-end QB2. I think, obviously, they're going to use Saquon Barkley as the focal point of the offense. I think Eli Manning could have some productive weeks. Uh, we saw him last year put up decent stats. He would need to increase his touchdown total, I think, to be anything more than a low-end quarterback, too. If we saw better touchdown numbers, uh, I do think he could maybe potentially put you know some you know high to mid QB two weeks. But I think right now he is a low end QB two. Uh, obviously, he lost Odell Beckham. They're going to try to replace that with you know a cast of characters and not rely so much on one guy. I'll be talking about a lot of those guys momentarily. But I think you know it would be hard pressed to see Eli Manning you know have anything better than a mid QB two season for as long as he's a starting quarterback, but I think low QB2 is more likely in terms of his overall fantasy output. He might have some spike weeks here or there, but you know they want to be a heavy run-focused team, uh, a lot of short passing stuff, which doesn't you know really control the clock. It doesn't really lead to big fantasy production for Eli Manning. If Daniel Jones gets in there this year, I don't, you know, listen, low end QB two, you know, probably, you know, we're talking, you know, maybe even, you know, a guy in that 24 to 32 range for his first year uh, in the NFL, if he gets that opportunity. So I think really absolutely no value except in super flex or two quarterback leagues, you know, or just a a stash on your dynasty roster uh, in terms of Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, you know, I guess stock up. I mean, he, if he's not going 1.01 in, Dynasty startup drafts, I think he should be. I think he should be the first pick in redraft leagues. I think with Odell Beckham no longer there, I think the offense will even be more focused on Saquon Barkley. While I think his reception total may go down, I think he will be more efficient and he will make bigger plays in the passing game. So in that regard, while he might lose some touches, I think the opportunity to increase his yards per catch and his big playability off the passing game could increase. I think the offensive line will be upgraded. So I think we can expect him to maybe even have a better rushing attack. Again, maybe not as many carries, but more efficient, higher yards per carry. Uh, so I think he probably about where he was, but if I was going to lean one way, I would say stock up because I do think he should be the first pick in redraft leagues and start up dynasty leagues in terms of the rest of the running backs. I think Wayne Gallman is stocked down. I don't even know if he's going to make the roster. So I don't even know if he's the clear tough to Saquon Barkley. I think it's up in the air. It could be Paul Perkins. It could be Rod Smith. Paul Perkins hasn't really been a factor for almost two years, but in OTAs and minicamp, he, uh, was looking pretty good. I think he's got every opportunity to push Wayne Gallman there. They also brought in Rod Smith, the former Dallas Cowboy. So I think beyond Saquon Barkley, it's stocked down for all of those guys right now until we know more information. Uh, you know, especially Gallman, because I think he'd be the one that most people at the end of last season would have thought was the clear handcuff going into the next year. And I think there's a better than 50 chance that it could be Paul Perkins. So I think right now the uncertainty of everything, uh, would be stocked down if Paul Perkins is sitting out there and you have off-season waivers in your dynasty league and you own Saquon Barkley, maybe try to get him on the sheet and just put him on your the back of your roster and see if he ends up winning the backup job. At the wide receiver position, I think it's stock up for Sterling Shepard. I think he's going to get an opportunity to make more big plays this year. I know some people are worried about him playing on the outside. I think he's more than capable. I think he's a guy who can play inside or outside. I think he's kind of been devalued a little bit with Odell Beckham there and hasn't had an opportunity to really show for you. Golden Tate, I think, is about stock neutral. Uh, I do think he's presenting a little bit of value. So if you're willing to, you know, just kind of need another wide receiver 
three type on the back of your dynasty roster, he can come very cheap right now. People kind of remember what they saw last with Golden Tate, which was on the Eagles, which wasn't very productive. But if he stayed in Detroit, he was on his way to another 85 to 95 catch season, you know, 900 to 1,000 yards. You know, I think Golden Tate is going to get an opportunity to catch 80 to 90 passes this year and still be a productive weekly option in PPR settings. So I think I think stock neutral on Golden Tate, but I think he, a little bit of good value for him is how I would kind of categorize Golden Tate. At the tight end position, I would say stock up on Evan Ingram. You, if you ever look at the stat sheet of Evan Ingram minus when Odell Beckham was at a lineup, he really produced uh, tight end one numbers. So I think while I don't make a jump into the Travis Kelsey George Kittle or Zach Ertz group, I think he's going to clearly be right in the next group there, right where he is being talked about, the O.J. Howard, Hunter Henry. But I think Evan Ingram's got more upside than them and more of an opportunity to take on a larger target share and just see a heavier workload than those guys. So I would say stock up on Evan Ingram uh, with the loss of Odell Beckham. So that's kind of the New York Giants outlook right there. If we take this over to the Philadelphia Eagles, I'm going to say stock up on Carson Wentz. I think the Eagles are absolutely loaded in terms of offensive skill players. If Carson Wentz can stay healthy, I think he's got the capability to be a top five to top seven fantasy quarterback. We saw him a couple years ago be very much in the MVP consideration until he went down uh, with that season-ending injury. I think he's going under the radar a little bit. I think he should be right up there, you know, in the conversation with Baker Mayfield, Matt Ryan after, uh, you know, Andrew Luck and Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers and, uh, you know, Deshaun Watson goes. I think Carson Wentz can very much be in consideration for the fifth quarterback in redraft leagues, in dynasty leagues. Most of those guys besides Aaron Rodgers are relatively on the young side. So I think he's one of the top five quarterbacks you would maybe want to get your hands on in, in dynasty leagues at the quarterback position as well. So Wentz is the guy who I think stock up, I'd be looking to get on my roster. At the running back position, Miles Sanders, it's hard to say stock up. I talked about him on the last show. So I'm going to say stock down in terms of immediate value, but I am going to also stay, say he'd be a guy that I'd be looking to buy right now. If people are a little nervous in dynasty settings, he listen, he's still going to go early in rookie draft, but if people get a little nervous based on how the season starts, I don't think he's going to be a major factor early on in the season. I think Jordan Howard is going to have a pretty significant on the last podcast mistake and said Darren Sproles was still on the roster. He's not at the moment, but they do have but they do have Corey Clement, they do have Josh Adams, they do have Danelle Pumphrey. Even Boston Scott has got some discussion as a guy they like a lot. So they have a ton of running backs still on the roster from last year in Smallwood, Clement, Adams, Pumphrey. Scott was lingering on the roster at times last year as well. They added Jordan Howard via trade. They added Miles Sanders. While I did stock down on Miles Sanders, I do think long-term he'd still be a guy that I'd be looking to buy, but his immediate value I think is going to be depressed by Jordan Howard. So take that as an opportunity to maybe buy if his stock is down. Jordan Howard, I also think I also think his stock is up right now. What I mean by that is the value that he presents in Dynasty Leagues is I think people are just kicking him to the side. And I've never been a big Jordan Howard fan. I'll go on the record of saying that, but I do think there's enough opportunity there that they're not going to give Miles Sanders a 75% you know, workload in his rookie year, especially now he's been injured most of the offseason here since they drafted him. I think Jordan Howard has a legitimate chance to get 40 to 45% of that 
running back work share. And if he gets that and he gets a bunch of the goal line looks, I think he's going to be a very viable RB2 in half-point PPR leagues. Uh, even in PPR leagues, I think he could be a running back three. So you, that could be a guy that could be effective in a format right now. And I don't think it would take a lot to get Jordan Howard on your roster. So in a weird dynamic, Miles Sanders right now stock down, but I'd be buying him long-term and, and use this opportunity where people see stock down as a way to, as an opportunity to get him at maybe decent value. Jordan Howard, I don't really love the talent, but I think he's also presenting a lot of value that I think stock up because I do think he's going to get a greater timeshare than maybe people expect this year. The rest of the running backs, I think stock down. If anybody thought Wendell Smallwood or Josh Adams get an opportunity to me in this backfield and be somewhat fancy viable. I think that went out the window with the trade for Jordan Howard and then the, the drafting of Miles Sanders. At the wide receiver position, I'm going to see stock down on Alshon Jeffrey. Stock down because they brought back Deshaun Jackson and they drafted J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. So I think his long-term upside is very limited. I think this could be his last year in Philadelphia. So I think that stock definitely down on Alshon Jeffrey. I will say in the short-term redraft leagues, maybe this year for Dynasty, I do think he presents some value, though. While his stock is down for long-term Dynasty outlook, I do think he's fallen pretty far in redraft leagues and best ball leagues. And I think if you need a guy to give you solid wide receiver three numbers with some wide receiver two spiked weeks this year, I think Alshon Jeffrey can do that. Long-term, though, I have concerns because if he's not on this roster next year, I think that really potentially hinders and hurts his long-term dynasty output a lot. Deshaun Jackson, I'd probably say stock up, getting back to Philadelphia. This is where he's had some moments. There's a lot of mouths here to kind of feed, but they know who he is. They needed a guy to stretch the field, so I think he plays a role. Again, he's more better in a best ball type setting, but you can do worse than a wide receiver four who's going to have some wide receiver three or wide receiver two weeks uh, with his spike plays in a dynasty format as well. I don't think he would cost that much to get on your roster as a wide receiver three or wide receiver four, but we're talking about a small window, maybe a year or two left of him being fantasy viable. Nelson Aguilar, I'm going to say stock down uh, with them wanting to run more two tight end sets, which I'll get to that in a second. And with the addition of J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, who I think they're going to want to get on the field at times. Uh, while Nelson Aguilar does go back to his natural slot position this year, which I think is better for him in the long run, I don't see a viable role f- for him to put in weekly consistent output for fantasy. I think they're going to run a lot of two tight end sets. That might be their base package a lot of times. So stock down on Nelson Aguilar. Tight end position, I think stock neutral on Zach Ertz. I am a little concerned that he might not see the volume share from last year, but I still think he's such a good player that he's still going to be well worth, you know, one of those top three tight end positions. I still think he's going to put up a very elite tight end fantasy season, but I don't think it's stock up or down for him. So I'd say about neutral, but Dallas Goddard is a guy who I'm going to say stock up. I think if they do do two more two tight end sets, we're going to see Dallas Goddard really shine. He's not going to be consistent, and he's going to have some inconsistent weeks. But I think he has six to eight tight end, six to eight touchdown potential this year, even as a second tight end. I think his yardage and his receptions could be very volatile. But if Zach Ertz is to go down, and then you're talking about a guy who could be a top five tight end, and eventually the time's going to come where Dallas Goddard gets an opportunity to be the guy, and I want him on my roster from now uh, in order to that. So I'm going to say stock up on Dallas Goddard. Two, more two tight end sets I think could give him value at times this year, and then long-term still absolutely love the talent. So I'm going to say stock up on Dallas Goddard. 
Let's end the NFC East here with the Washington Redskins at the quarterback position. Obviously stocked down on Case Keenum. I don't think he's going to hold on to the starting job very long. Uh, Dwayne Haskins, I think, is a guy who we're going to see get an opportunity very soon. But I, I do worry about his fancy viability. I think this year we're talking about, you know, same thing I said about Daniel Jones before. If he plays probably that low QB2 to, you know, QB3 type fantasy production, uh, you know, it, what we're probably looking at somewhere in that, you know, very inconsistent, have some moments here or there. I think long term, I, I would say they got to surround him with guys. I'm not going to say stock up on Dwayne Haskins. I think in most dynasty settings, he's being valued appropriately. His lack of running ability, uh, I think, does leave some concerns about his long term ceiling in terms of fantasy he would have to put up really proficient passing stats for him to be you know a top 10 quarterback and if he's not a top 10 quarterback then he's pretty much in the mix of that group that basically 11 to 20 there's very little separating those guys so i think you know in terms of keenum stock down haskins i think stock pretty neutral i don't think it's stock up uh you know at the moment at the running back position i'm gonna say stock down on darius geis and i love the talent i love the talent coming out of college last year but at this point he's had some setbacks with his injury they brought back adrian peterson chris Thompson's going to be back. They drafted Bryce Love, another injury running back, you know, on day three of the draft. So I just don't know about Darius guys. I think it would be impossible not to say stock down considering, you know, you know what we know about them bringing back Adrian Peterson, the concerns about him having a setback. And just how much, even when he does get the job, how much of the work share is he going to get? Is he going to be involved much in the passing game? So it's a wait and see. Right now, I think it's stocked down. I wouldn't want to count on him for more than being a running back three this year. Uh, if you can buy him on the cheap, I would like to put him on my roster. But I still think people are holding out hope that he's that guy that warranted being you know, a top five or top ten dynasty rookie pick last season. Adrian Peterson, listen, I think... I think stock down in terms of there's a lot of guys there, and I think Geis is going to at least see some of the work share. So even as a one-year guy, I don't see Peterson getting the touches and the looks that he got last year uh, to produce pretty decent fantasy stats last year. So stock down on him. Uh, Chris Thompson, I'd probably say stock down just because of the number of guys they have in that backfield, his durability, his health question marks. Uh, maybe he can give you some PPR value, but it's hard to you know to to lock into that. And same thing with Bryce Love, Samaj P. Ryan, stock down just because injury concerns, opportunity. I just don't see it there. This is the backfield that at the moment. I don't I don't see besides maybe if you can get Darius guys on good value. I don't really see a lot of value in this backfield at the moment. At the wide receiver position. I would say stock down on Josh Doxson. The reason why I say stock down is they invested some draft picks in wide receivers. Uh, Josh Doxson has had every opportunity to emerge into a bigger role in that wide receiver group, and it just hasn't happened. I'm not expecting it to happen. Maybe he is there, you know, on paper number one wide receiver, but I don't think it's going to translate to a lot of consistent fantasy value. Paul Richardson, I'd say about stock neutral. I think he has some moments. Uh, he could be a guy that I could see maybe be a little bit more productive once Dwayne Haskins kind of gets rolling there. But I think he's a very inconsistent wide receiver four type that could have some wide receiver three weeks, but more of a wide receiver four type in fantasy. In terms of the rookies, I've talked a lot about them. We know that I like Calvin Harmon a lot, but as a sixth round pick, he's got a tall mountain to climb to try to be fantasy viable. We'll keep a close eye on that one. I do like the opportunity that he has there because I don't think there's a lot of things set in stone. I also think 
Uh, I'll probably would say stock up on Terry McLaurin again, mostly because of the depth chart and draft capital they put in him. I think he's a golden Tate type player inside outside capability, strong, physical and tough. So I'd say stock up on him. And then I'd say stock up on Trey Quinn. If you're talking about a PPR type league and you're looking for a guy to maybe give you wide receiver four type numbers, I think he's the only true slot guy they have on the roster. So I think he's going to get every opportunity uh, to be an effective player. Dwayne Haskins targeted the slot a lot at Ohio State. Case Keenum if he's in there for a while, he targeted he targets his slot receiver a lot. So I do think there is some value in DPPR leagues for a guy like Trey Quinn. At the tight end position, I'm going to say stock neutral on Jordan Reed. We know what he can do if he stays healthy. It, maybe he's presented himself tremendous value this year for how late he's going. So he wouldn't be a guy that I'd actively try to get on my dynasty roster. But if you can get him for really cheap and put him on your roster as a second tight end, uh, maybe you have a guy like David Njoku who you're hoping for a breakout this year or somebody like that. You can do worse than having a guy like Jordan Reed as your second tight end to see, you know, if he, if he can stay healthy. We've seen him have, you know, top five, top six overall tight end upside. So I would say stock neutral, but if he can come at a really good value, I don't mind putting him on my roster as a second tight end, but I wouldn't want to rely on him in any starting capacity with his injury uh, background and how often he misses, you know, a big chunk of the season. So there it is, the NFC East Dynasty Stock Report. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this going through team by team, position by position. This is just the first of this podcast series. I will do this for all eight divisions. All 32 teams will be covered. Uh, Make sure you check them all out. They will be dropping uh, throughout this week and next week as well. So on behalf of our sound and tech engineer, David Nakano, and myself, thank you for joining us. And we look forward next time taking you from Saturday to Sunday.